This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. To get him out there with that top unit. Gustafson hasn't taken a shift in the third period. Headman pass. They're on. And a shot is saved. Rebound score! Weber with the initial chance. Gallagher with the finish. 4-2 Montreal. It's BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Montreal continues to roll. Ryan Horvath, Dave Sherpin here. BetQL Daily. Ross Tucker also with us. Joe O with the day off. He's using his load management, so he'll be back on Monday. Uh, we're going to be talking. We're going to be talking now with Alex Moretto from the Score, supervisor editor of sports betting, over there at the Score. You can find him on Twitter, Alex J Moretto. Alex, uh, this is going to have to be. We're going to need three winners from you tonight. Maybe four, two sides, two totals, because I actually previewed and uh, kind of teased that you were going to be on the show about 40 minutes ago because I was looking at the wrong wrong rundown, man. So we're going to need some winners. What do you got for us tonight? Yeah, uh, well, thanks for having me on, guys. Um, four winners, you know, let's see what we can do. I, I definitely have plays on both of these sides for tonight's games. Um, I, I really like the Bruins tonight. I think they've been in complete control of this series aside from – you know, just kind of one bad period in game two. Uh, in game one, it almost looked like these teams were playing a different sport. You know, and the Bruins had, had over three quarters of the expected goal share. And then in game, you know, in game two, they dominated the first and third period. They were the better team in overtime before a giveaway crossed them the game, which is, you know, usually how this sort of thing works in overtime. Uh, and it was just a bad second period that killed them. The Islers, Islanders scored three goals, uh, two on the power play, which mm-hmm. I think was a bit noteworthy. You know, that's really uncharacteristic of this Bruins team. They have a really good penalty kill. You know, they ranked second, uh, their unit ranked second during the regular season. It was really strong in round one. And so I think that that was kind of more of an anomaly than anything, especially for an Islanders team that really isn't very strong on the power play. So I haven't really seen anything from the first two games that changes the mindset I had coming into the series, which is that Boston is just unquestionably the better team. They play the same style as the Islanders. They just do it a little bit better. And, you know, the fact that it's now 1-1 heading into Game 3 actually works in our favor here because I think we're getting a bit of a discount on the Bruins. I played it in the low minus 130s today. I think it's a bit higher now, but I'm still kind of confident in laying this price. Um, I think, uh, you know, it's also big that Craig Smith is back tonight for them. You know, he's a really underrated piece of this team, and he'll slot back onto that second line with Hull and Krejci. It's been one of the league's most productive over the last six weeks. So, you know, I think there's some really nice value there. Uh, I think and if you're looking even in terms of a – you know, I don't really have a total play in this game, but if you want four plays, you know, maybe if, if you're looking at a series price here, a live series price, I think there's some nice value in grabbing the Bruins minus 1.5 games. I played it before game one at even money. I ended up closing closer to minus 130, and I think, you know, now it's at like plus 120, depending on where you look. And, you know, despite Boston dominating these first two games and now getting Smith back, I think that they're still going to roll in this series. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they win three straight to close it out or, or maybe the Isles pick up one here, but... Yeah, I'm still pretty confident in the Spruce team going forward. 
Alex, you brought up on the series prices really quick. And, um, you know, anything, any takeaways from last night, anything that you like, you know, as far as those other two series, like Colorado taking a 2-0 series lead and that series obviously heads back to Vegas. Uh, and then uh, Montreal with the win over Winnipeg. Anything that you like or anything that you played in either of those? I uh, I actually I kind of like stuff in both of those things jump out. Um, the, the big one for me, I think right now, I, you know, it's hard to see anyone beating the Avalanche twice in these playoffs, let alone four times. And we finally saw a team really take it to them last night, you know, in the night for the first time in these playoffs. And Vegas was miles better at five on five. It was it was incredible to see like just how well they were playing. Um, they controlled more than seventy percent of the expected goal share. You know, the Avs only generated 13 shots at 5-on-5 five five to 35 for Vegas, and they were nearly doubled up in attempts. So, you know, um, and, and then, again, and the Avs still won, which is the crazy thing here. And I know the penalty call in overtime was weak, but that's kind of besides the point. Because mm-hmm. despite, you know, dominating for stretches, long stretches of the game, the Knights just couldn't close it out. And Grubauer played great. And, if you know, if he's hot with that team in front of him, like, good luck. But at the same time, you know, it just goes to show how slim your margin of error is when you're playing the Avs. But now Vegas is kind of, they're going back home and, you know, they play a style, they, they're deep and they can play that aggressive, heavy on the four check, you know, that can create some problems for Colorado's smaller decor. And now, you know, like I said, going back home in front of a full capacity crowd, I think it'll probably be the biggest crowd we've seen since last March at a hockey game. And, you know, Vegas' home ice advantage is, is, you know, one of the biggest in the league. So there's definitely a route back for them in this series, despite how dominant the avalanche have looked so far. If they can make the most of that home ice advantage, you know, stay out of the box. Cause I'm not sure how anyone stopped that Colorado power play right now. They can certainly make things interesting. So I'll be on them plus 110 tomorrow at home. But what I like even more, you can grab them plus 1.5 games in the series right now at plus 245, which I low-key kind of love. And it's just a matter of taking care of business on home ice, right? They win those three home games, they lose in seven. You're cashing that at plus 245. And if you're a bit trigger shy there, you know, you can still get them plus 2.5 games at plus 125, which I'm all over too. So I think plus money on, on both of those is a really nice look. I like it. I like it. Uh, this is Dave. I'm in Vegas, so that I, I, I'm really I, – I think they're going to win game three. The other game tonight, Alex, Carolina and Tampa. I'm watching these games going, how is this total not five, and why would you want to bet over – Five and a half. Do you see it that way as well? Yeah, I do. I, I I think that, you know, they've at least adjusted the prices with these totals now and more to more in line with, you know, how the first two games have gone. But I, still, like, I, I don't see how you could justify taking the over here. Um, I, I, it's not something I'm willing to do. I'm not, I'm not taking the under here either just because I think they have made the kind of right adjustments. But I am on the Canes. And I grabbed them around plus 150. I'd, I'd still play it down to plus 140 or so. And, I mean, look, I, I've been on this show a number of times. I've made no secret about my infatuation for this Carolina team. Uh, they're analytical darlings, but they also play great hockey. And it just kind of sucks how this series has played out for them so far. They've enjoyed, you know, nearly 60% of the expected goal share. They played about as well as Brendan Moore would have hoped, right? I mean, I don't think he can point to many areas of their game and say, yeah, like, that's unacceptable. We need to be better here. We need to do this better. I mean, they've controlled the run of play for the majority of the first two games. They've outshot, outchanced the Lightning. And here they are down 2 nothing. Like, Vasilevsky's just, he's just on one right now. He looks close to unbeatable. He's allowed just two goals on 70 shots and through the two games, uh, just one goal on 20 high-danger chances. He saved 3.4 goals above expected through two games, which is just a, an unbelievable mark over such a short span. So, like, the Canes, 
despite playing really well, find themselves down to nothing. They have to be wondering, like, what do we have to do here? You know, and now Nino and Trocek are out for them, which is kind of big. But, again, I mean, I think that this is a bit of an overreaction on this line. Carolina is capable of controlling this game and, and you know, playing better. And can we count on Vasilevsky to just shut the door again? I mean, it's definitely a possibility. But at plus 150, I mean, I think, you know, the Canes have the leadership in that room to kind of, you know, they have guys that can fill in from those, you know, those bottom six to step up on the top six. And, and they have the leadership in the room to be like, hey, look, guys, we're the better team. We like, keep doing what we're doing. The floodgates are going to open eventually. So I think this is a good price on the game tonight. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've got some serious prices and stuff, so I'm already pretty invested. But I'm doubling down here and taking them in game three. Alex, you're Canadian, right? Yes, I am. Okay. So I want to go to tomorrow night. Canadians and the Winnipeg Jets. I'm curious. I, this is like a three-part question, which they tell you to never, ever do when you have a guest, but I just don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. Um, number one, who do you like in the series? Number two, who do you like tomorrow night? And number three, as a Canadian, does it really bother you a lot? Like, are you one of the Canadians that you're rooting for either the Jets or the Canadians to win the whole thing because it's been forever since the Canadian teams won the cup? Well, I'll start with that last part first. I am, and, you know, I mean, you're not supposed to, but we're not supposed to give out our allegiances here or whatever, but I am a huge Canadians fan. I've been born and raised a Canadians fan. Um, I don't think this team is, is nearly good enough to win the cup, so I don't think that's going to happen, and I don't think Winnipeg is either. And it's not a case for me. I'm sure for a lot of people it is. You know, a lot of people north of the border, they, they want to see a Canadian team win the Cup. I am not in that category. Um, I think you look at teams across the league. I mean, you look at Colorado, they're, you know, Nathan McKinnon, he's Canadian. You look at, you know, uh, Vegas and, you know, like Mark Stone. And, I mean, you look at so many of the top players on so many of these American teams, and there's Canadian guys scattered throughout these rosters, you know, Stamkos on Tampa and whatever. So I, I'm, not, I'm not so much uh, in that category. Well, it needs to be a Canadian team that wins. Um, but... Yeah, I'm sure. I know. I know there are a lot of people that are like that. And in terms of this series, I, I really think that Montreal is, uh, is going to take this one and you know win the right to get absolutely blasted by the Avalanche in the third round. Um, this is uh, a big part of me is actually hoping they lose Game One. You know, because of the quick turnaround, it was a bit of an emotional letdown spot after Game Seven against their rivals in the Leafs. So I thought you know we'd get a great series price if they lost Game One, close to like the plus three hundred range. Obviously, that wasn't the case. But, you know, what we have here is that old rest versus rust debate. And, you know, we saw Montreal come in after just one day off between series, whereas the Jets swept round one and they were off for nine days. And I think that's a legitimate concern for Winnipeg here because we saw in 2019 teams that swept their series and had such a long layoff, they did terribly in the next round, especially against teams that kind of, you know, were, were playing throughout the, that break because it's so hard to go through that such intense period and then have that drop off for a week and then just pick it right back up as opposed to a team who's able to just kind of keep playing and keep staying in that routine and that rhythm. So I think that's a big edge for Montreal in this series. And, you know, in terms of series prices, you could do worse than Montreal minus one and a half. You'll have to pay a bit for it, but I think this series can be over in a hurry. They were, Montreal was just so superior in every facet last night. They're a relentless team. You know, they're heavy on the forecheck. They play a great team game, especially on defense. They roll all four lines. They keep things fresh. You know, barring Hellebuck standing on his head, 
and Winnipeg's power play going scorched earth, there just isn't much of a path to success for them in the series that I can find. The Habs play very disciplined, and they give up very little defensively. You know, they keep everything to the outside, uh, and, you know, they're just so dangerous in transition. We saw it against the Leafs. They're going to have way more success against a Jets team in that regard that's nowhere near as competent defensively. You know, the Jets team defense is just bad. They gave up more high-danger chances than any playoff team. They're bottom five in the league. And individually, there's not a ton of talent there either. And now you've got Dylan DeMello, who's injured. You know, he got hurt 29 seconds into the game last night, which just sucks for him because he had a really good first round. Uh, losing him would be crippling, not just because he's out, but because of who would need to play more in his absence, right? You have guys like Logan Stanley and Tucker Pullman who hardly have, you know, any business being on an NHL roster who are going to need to, one of them's going to need to step up and play a top four role. Um, and I think that guys like that are just going to get exposed. And you have Stasny dealing with a lingering injury, and now you've got Mark Scheifele who's probably going to be suspended. I just, I just don't see how Montreal doesn't put this series away relatively quickly. Alex, anything that you like as far as uh, Stanley Cup futures? You know, I played the uh, Avalanche 7-1 to uh, opening night, actually, so I'm pretty happy with that one. But anything that you like or anything that you have open right now as far as uh, futures or anywhere where you still see some value? Yeah, I have a few that are open. I have um, I have Carolina, uh, like I said, 22-1, Montreal 32-1, to um, and I've got some abs and Bruins from before the playoffs at 5-1 to and 12-1. to but in terms of what's open right now, what's available, there's not a, a ton that I love. I don't mind Boston still. I think you can get them around plus 550 because I do think they're going to kind of breeze through this Islander series. And then if it's a matter of taking on Tampa or uh, Tampa or Carolina in next round, which I think is going to be pretty much a toss-up. And you look at Tampa's future price compared to Boston's, there's a big discrepancy there. So I do like the Bruins. Um, I, I don't. I don't necessarily like it because I don't see how they're going to win this series. But I mean, Vegas at, at what, like 16 to one at some spots, if they can get by the avalanche, that's going to drop all the way to about plus plus maybe 200 plus 150. Cause they have a borderline buy in the next round against uh, Winnipeg or Montreal. I think that that's not a bad look, but again, it's a matter of, you know, you need them to beat the avalanche first. And is that going to happen? It's pretty unlikely. So, Alex, you, you said that the Canadian team is going to be a bye against Colorado. If it's Boston and Tampa, what do you think is the number and who would you lean toward playing in that matchup? I think we would see Tampa favored for sure. Not significantly, though, but I think just like – looking at these, you know, cup prices and how Tampa's kind of been priced so far, I think that we will see the Lightning maybe maybe around minus 130 or minus 125 or so in the series, and I would lean towards the Bruins. Uh, I've been really high on the Bruins coming into the playoffs. They were as hot as anyone at the start of it, and, you know, they haven't shown any indication that that's not going to continue. They've been great, you know, through the first round, and they've been great through two games against the Islanders. So I think if anything at plus money, I think that I'll be uh, – I'll be on the Bruins, and I mean, depending on what price you get them against Colorado in the final, I might be on them again. I'm really high on this team, and there's not too many weak spots. Defensively, they're really strong. Their top six is great. Their bottom six is contributing. If they can just get quality goaltending out of Tuka Rat, they're going to be a really hard team to beat. Alec, thanks a lot, man. Enjoy the games tonight. Yeah, I appreciate it. You too, guys. There he was, Alex Moretto. You could find him on Twitter, Alex J. Moretto. He's the supervisor editor of Sports Betting for the score. Uh, you know, I wonder, Dave, I mean, statistically, guys, we talk a lot of math here. 
What are the odds that none of the Canadian teams have won it in forever? Like, oh, it's brutal. It's, I mean, like, it's, it's, where, where, where was I on that futures bet back in 98 or whatever year that was? I, can't, uh, I don't even know when the last time is they won it. It's been a long time. And Toronto losing this one. I mean, Toronto was all geared up to make a run, and people bet them every single year. They bet them like the people bet the Bears. And them losing yeah. was crushing for all the Maple Leaf fans. We'll continue to talk about tonight's action, NBA, NHL, a little Major League Baseball as well. Rex Beyer is going to join us next. He's the risk manager over at the Westgate. We'll talk with him here on BetQL Daily. It's Ryan Horvat and for Joe Ostrowski.